What's good? It's Ozman the Wizard without Naima. And this is not another damn podcast presented by my damn self. Episode 317. All solo right now because uh unfortunately seems like Naima's a little bit under the weather. Um, here's what went down this weekend before we started recording not another damn podcast on Saturday. Um Helping Naima get the um outside area of our new crib ready. You can know um is um summertime shy, so ready to start doing some entertaining outside. So over there helping. And while I was there, I already noticed that uh like me and Babe were there helping, and I noticed that Naima's voice was starting to go out there and a little raspy. She was sipping on tea the whole time. So then we come get ready to record the following day. Voice totally shot, but um. Looks like I'm going to try to wing it right now. You know, I'm used to doing solo inside of Oz Radio on your overnights. Plus, um, after breakfast with Oz Radio on your overnights on Power 182 and after breakfast with Oz Man on Rockbridge Power 106. But um, whole podcast is definitely going to be a challenge because it ain't no music to distract. Uh-uh. It's just me, you, and this damn microphone. So that's how we're doing it right now. Not another damn podcast, episode 317. Um, solo dolo with yours truly, Ozman the Wizard, holding it down. We're going to see how it goes. Definitely going to wing it. Got plenty of good topics to talk about, but um, solo podcast. Definitely going to be interesting because me as a podcast fan, most of the podcasts I prefer listening to are conversational podcasts, but I do listen to some solo podcasts, but conversational podcasts are the ones I definitely prefer listening to, but um, we're going to get right into it right now. Not another damn podcast, episode 317. The challenge is on. I said challenge because I thought, should we not do it? Should I try to find a guest? But um, nah. You can't just depend on guests. I got to be able to do this damn thing solo by my damn self because guests always let you down. And if Naima's not available, hey, you just got Ozman the Wizard riding solo all up in this beer's niche. <laughs> it's all good, though. So let's go into it. We're going to talk on one of Naima's favorite topics, one of my favorite topics as well. NBA basketball. We um had the NBA draft that went down last week, this past week, a couple days ago. So let's break it down. I'm pulling up the NBA draft right now, the 2023 class. So get this damn thing up. So I'm just winging it because I didn't have nothing pulled up. And I'll have Naima to help um, burn the time while I pull the goddamn draft up. But it's all good. We know Victor Wimbignano with number one all overall. With the San Antonio Spurs, that's what went down. So Spurs got their big man because, like, this is the third time the Spurs have had the number one overall pick in the draft. Last two times, I think it worked out pretty damn good. In 1987, they got David Robinson number one overall. Fast forward 10 years to 1997, they got the greatest power forward of all time, Tim Duncan, number one overall. And now 2023, they're saying this kid, Victor Wimbignano, He's supposed to be pretty special from what I hear. Like, I don't know a lot about Wimbenyama. Is it Yama or Yana? Like, I'm still going to forget the pronunciation of his name. Because it's funny looking at some of these past drafts. I didn't watch the, um, I got to rewatch the Giannis Antetokounmpo draft, but I'm pretty sure David Stern butchered the shit out of his name. <laughs> and I did look at one of the old drafts when uh, Manu Ginobili got drafted by the Spurs way back when. And um, the assistant um commissioner, yeah, <laughs> he was like, yeah, the San Antonio Spurs select. Emmanuel Gino 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 Billy. That's always like Emmanuel Gino Billy 
from Argentina. So, like, they're definitely not good with these names. I want to say it's Victor Wimbenyama. Reading it one more time. Wimbenyama. French guy. So the Spurs already have um experience with French guys because Tony Parker, probably the greatest French player of all time, even though this Victor Wembanyama is saying he might challenge that spot because they're already making these comparisons, saying that um is one of those generational talents. You know, every so often in the NBA, you get that generational talent that's gonna change your whole franchise. Like LeBron in two thousand and three was the generational talent. Shaq in 92 was generational. It doesn't come all the time, these generationals. Some guys end up becoming generational. Like I said, Giannis, like, he went number 15 overall in his draft, but he ended up being generational. And um, Kobe Bryant was 13th in his draft. Little skinny teenager, and um, nobody expected Kobe to be what he was. Of course, the GOAT Michael Jordan, number three overall. Like, Houston Rockets took um, Hakeem Olajuwon first, and Portland took Sam Bowie's bust-ass number two overall. We saw the Bulls landed the goat Michael Jordan, but um, I would say um, Jordan. I wasn't around. Oh, I was around, but I wasn't watching basketball when that happened. So um, I don't know if Jordan was considered generational. If he was just considered really good, I can't speak on that. But like, like I said, I know the ones I remember in my lifetime, the generational talents. I remember '92. Shaquille O'Neal, like everybody knew that Shaq was going to be like, this is a game changer. Whoever gets him, game changer. So when Orlando landed at number one, everybody knew. Same thing with LeBron in 03, yeah, game changer. And now they're doing the same thing with this Victor Wimbenyama. They're saying he's a game changer. Guess we got to wait and find out. Way too early, super too early to decide is Wimbenyama is a game changer. But um, he is smart about his basketball, though. Wimbenyama definitely – um knows from whence he speaks because um on ESPN it said um according to them here's Victor Wimbignana's um starting lineup to save the planet. It said about the monsters like who would you pick to take on the monsters? It's the question that they asked him. And here's Victor Wimbignana's starting five to take on the monsters. You know a la Space Jam follows I don't know who the hell the monsters are. Like but Michael Jordan teamed up with the Looney Tunes. Here's who Victor Wembanyama will pick. Um, of course, Michael Jordan at the two guard. Like that stays the same from Space Jam. But check out the rest of this lineup. You got Steph Curry with the shot boy at the point. Of course, Jordan at the two. Who just said LeBron at the three, Tim Duncan at the four, Shaquille O'Neal at center five. So um, what a solid lineup right here. You got Steph. He could shoot. It's um, it's similar to. It's built like. The 90s Bulls, but um, except very, very, very good, like better than that team. Because um, the way the Bulls were always big, they they had a point guard that played off the ball, like which Steph can do. The Bulls never had a traditional point guard during that time. So you had a guy who could play off ball, catch and shoot, Steph Curry. That sounds like, of course, Jordan is Jordan. And then you had um Pippen at the point forward with the Bulls, like LeBron would play that um position. LeBron does typically handle the ball on most of the teams he's been on. So it's like a better version of Scotty with that point forward. And then um, the Bulls had either a Horace Grant or, or Rodman. Tim Duncan is way better than both either of those guys. The Bulls never really had a solid center. So it's like having a real center. He would have um the like a better version of those 90s Bulls teams with an actual center because the Bulls championship teams, like Cartwright was cool. And then you would start to have like Longley, Purdue, Winnington, ah, yeah, so <laughs> it would definitely be like a, like the similar DNA 
as the Bulls championship teams to the 90s, except like way more talented. Like you got the very talent, like Steph Curry is like way better than like Steve Kerr, John Paxson, BJ Armstrong, any of those guys. Yeah. Is um just a better version of the DNA of how that was built up. So what do you think about that? Follow me at Ozman the Wizard to give your opinion about Victor Wimbenyama's starting five to take out the Monstars. What do you think about that? Well, I guess we could look at the entire draft class or like some of the notable picks. I'm not going to read all of these goddamn names. You know that. So let's look at some of the notable picks from the 2023 NBA draft class. Of course, Victor Wimbanyana, number one overall, San Antonio Spurs. Charlotte Hornets took Brandon Miller. He's a um, wing out of Alabama. Interesting pick because a whole lot of people, and I assumed as well, that Scoot Henderson was his lock to go number two overall. So Victor's number one. I thought Scoot Henderson, the guard. But I guess Charlotte, being Charlotte, <laughs> Jordan sold them now. But like Charlotte, like uh, they don't make the best decisions, especially with these draft picks. It's like uh, they figured that um, they got LaMelo Ball already. They say like that's our point guard of the future. We don't want Scoot. But um, to me, I always say when you suck, you just um, – you take the best player available. You the hell with drafting by position. When you're not a good team, like best player available, and you figure that shit out. You could trade somebody for like other players. You can um play with the lineup, go small. Like we're gonna go with two small guards. It's um but yeah, you do not draft by position when you suck as bad as Charlotte does. Best player available, any of these teams is a high lottery pick. You draft by position later in the lot in the um draft. I say like um late first and especially in the second that's when you start okay let's draft proposition but top of the lottery like this like top heavy in this draft you take the best player available you do not draft proposition so let's say scoot henderson number three overall to portland that's gonna be an interesting fit like how do scoot henderson and um dame lillard how are they gonna fit together that's if Dame is staying, which um all indications that he's he is staying with Portland. I haven't heard anything about uh, whether Dame is leaving or not. But anything's possible. A whole lot of stars have moved already and probably more are going to get moved during this offseason. We're going to have one of those offseasons again. That's right. Uh, we'll get to that after we finish breaking down this draft. So Scoot Henderson from the G League. So I'm excited about that because for those that don't know, <laughs> I'm a big fan. Fuck the NCAA. It's a scam. NCAA, like, as and it's, no, I'm not talking about the athletes. I'm talking about the organization. Like the NCAA is a fucking sham. It's like let these guys and gals get paid. It's like um, you make y'all making billions. The NCAA, all these like and the um coaches, head coaches are getting paid millions. But for years it was like, oh, you can't. You're student athletes, so you don't deserve to get any of the um revenue sharing. Which is bullshit. You can't make billions off of somebody and they can't get money for their own likeness. You can't even start a fucking game and Twitch channel. Like, that's how it was. Like, yeah. Like, some of that has been um, relaxed now where, like, people can get um their likeness and images. They can uh, images and likeness deals. But um for years, like, if you just did that, you started a podcast and it got monetized. Like, the, you started a podcast like how I'm doing now and it got monetized. They would consider that, like, oh, no, 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 no. Yeah, that's... um. Payment, yeah. You're student athletes. You don't deserve to get paid. You're getting an education after all. Even though a lot of these cats aren't there for it, they just there to play ball. Like Derek Rose was not at Memphis to get a fucking college degree. Like, dude didn't even couldn't even pass his ACT. 
I mean, um, Ben Simmons, like before he fell off a cliff in, in Brooklyn, he um was in college. He said like after like the first semester, once you come back from the holiday break, he just stopped going to class because he didn't have to worry about academic probation anymore because you passed like the first semester. So he fails all his classes in the second semester. He's going into the draft that following June. So he said like, yeah, like, you know, after the holiday break and we left for like Thanksgiving or Christmas, I just stopped going to class. Like, so it's a sham. Like they're not getting an education. They're there to play ball. So like, let them play ball. Like why force the one and done nonsense? If cats want to go play in college ball, like let it be their choice. If you want to go straight to the league, that should be a choice as well, too. I just Scoot Henderson took the G League route because you can go to the G League at 18. NBA got this nonsense say, oh, we had that whole year better of college. You're going to be such a better athlete because the rules are it make it so that you kind of have to go to college. They don't say that you have to go, but they kind of make it that you have to go because the way it's set up is um they say um you have to be um at least one year removed from your high school graduating class. You have to be 19 years of age. It's like the way it's set up is basically saying that. Um, so we didn't say you had to go to college, but like think about you gonna sit around doing nothing for one year after you finish high school. Your gap year, that's what the kids say it now. He's gonna sit around a whole gap year before you enter the draft, like doing nothing, or like they have the overseas routes, which is what Lamelo did. But um, and everybody's built for that. Go to some weird ass country. Like, and you're a young 18-year-old, like, not everybody's built for that. Brandon Jennings was one of the first ones to do that back in the day. But, like, not everybody's built for that shit. Or the other route, like, now at least they have the option is the G League, which is, like, suspiciously, <laughs> the NBA is the same company. <laughs> but to go to the actual NBA proper to go get drafted, you got to be 19. To go to the G League, you can't be 18, which is what Scoot Henderson ended up doing. He took the G League route and got drafted number three overall. So pretty dope for him. Got a pair of twins that went. Um, Yeah, the Thompson twins. They went four and five to Houston and Detroit, respectively. That's your top five picks. Bulls obviously did not have a first-round pick in this draft. But the Bulls did trade into the second round. Like, they surprised me with that. They took... um. Julian Phillips of Tennessee. So they took forward Julian Phillips of Tennessee. So, and that pick um got traded around like a whore. Basically, it ends up in Chicago. Because <laughs> it was the Boston Celtics second round pick from Portland via Atlanta, the Clippers, Detroit, and Cleveland traded to Chicago via Washington. That's a mouthful right there, but... This whole damn podcast is a mouthful for me because I ain't got my partner in crime. Just yours truly, Ozman the Wizard. So hopefully um, I'm not rambling. Hopefully all are being entertained by what I'm doing. Are you entertained? That's all I care about. Are you entertained by Not Another Damn Podcast? Episode 317. So that's the surprises right there. Well, Victor Wimbignana definitely wasn't a surprise, but like some of the other surprises in the in the um, NBA draft from this past Thursday, except Scoot Henderson going number three to Portland. I just knew Charlotte was going to take Scoot Henderson, and then um, the Chicago Bulls actually um, sneaking into the second round. They did some tr um, maneuvering to get that second. The Bulls didn't have any picks. The Bulls had to do something because like you got no picks. You got no money. Yeah, you wail over the cap. It's like so, um, and you got a point guard who may have, who might not ever play a, a minute of NBA basketball again with Lonzo Ball. They said his knees could be shot. They're comparing the situation to Brandon Roy all over again. So 
if Lonzo can't play, then um, you got to find another point guard because Patrick Beverly ain't it. Like, sorry, West Side, yeah, but Pat Bev, like, you're a great backup point guard at this point in your career. The Bulls ain't going nowhere with Patrick Beverly as your primary ball handler. You need to upgrade that position. But you don't have any money. You didn't have any draft picks because, like, yeah, you can um pick a point guard if you have a good enough draft pick. You could draft one. Like Kobe White, um, he's entering a restricted free agency. Like that's an option. Um, but Kobe White is hit or miss. Like um, second half of this past NBA season, he started finding his stride. Like he might be the best option available, and that's what it is. And not finding um a replacement for Lonzo, but just finding best option available. A name I saw out there was um Rockford's Fred Van Vliet from the uh, Toronto Raptors. So um, Fred Van Vliet um. He's like I said, he's a Rockford product. It's a couple that's just a couple of hours outside of Chicago. Hop skip it a jump from Chicago. So Fred Van Vliet coming to the Bulls would be fun. The Bulls would have to do the it would have to be sign and trade, and they'd have to send pieces back to the Toronto Raptors. Maybe um Kobe White and Picks are involved. Like, yeah. I saw Patrick Williams' name on theirs. I don't know. Um it would have to be a sign and trade because the Bulls ain't got no money to go out and actually sign Fred Van Vliet straight up. But how much better is Van Vliet than um, Kobe White at this point? Like, that's the big question. They both similar players. Kobe White would come a lot cheaper. Fred Van Vliet is an all-star, though, so he carries that weight. He does have an all-star appearance. Like, uh, was Kobe White ain't proved jack shit yet. <laughs> he hasn't even proven that he's good enough to start for the Bulls, let alone be an all-star. So, um, but Kobe White did um look good in the second half of last season. That's all I can say about that. But that's a name I saw out there. And um, let's talk about some of the trades that have gone down since we last talked. Um, first, um, Bradley Beal. With the, I don't, did we talk about Bill to the I don't remember <laughs> I, I should have checked this shit out before but I will talk about it yeah Bradley Bill traded to the Phoenix Suns so they have a big three now of Kevin Durant Devin Booker and Bradley Bill like Chris Paul and other pieces are part of that trade that went to Washington by the way but Chris Paul didn't stay in Washington for long we'll get there and now some people are predicting, like, prematurely already that um, the Phoenix Suns are the favorites to take the West. Uh, I don't know about all of that. The Denver Nuggets um, just won the damn title. So <laughs> y'all already is shitting on Joker and Jamal Murray and uh, Michael Porter and them already. Like, um, let them have their moment before you talk about Phoenix being the favorites to take the West. Even though lately it has been parody in the NBA. Like, this decade could end up being, like, how the 70s NBA was back in the day. How, like, um, that's where a lot of teams' lone championship happened in the 70s. Like, Warriors pre-Steph Curry, their title, like, was in the 70s. Um, the, um, the Washington Wizards were then the Bullets. Like, they won in the 70s. The Seattle Sonics, which are now the Thunder, they won in the 70s. Portland, they won a title. Like, a lot of teams that got their lone title, they won it back in the 70s because there was a lot of parity in that decade. You didn't have dynasties, which pretty much every other decade since I've been watching basketball and before I started, before I was even born, it was all about dynasties. Like, the 60s, you obviously had Bill Russell and the Celtics, where Russell won eight in a row, won 11 out of 13 that he played in. So, like, definitely a dynasty there. And I think even pre-Russell, um, you had George Mikan and the Minneapolis Lakers in the 50s, yeah. Like, the Lakers before they moved to L.A. were a dynasty of the 50s, the Mikan Lakers. 
And then you had Russell and um, yeah, Kuzi and Havlicek, all of those guys that won all them goddamn Celtics titles in the 60s. 70s, we just mentioned, yeah, no, uh, it was a lot of parody. A lot of teams got their one and only sole championship during that era. Then the 80s is back to the dynasties, whether it's Showtime and the Lakers. You also got Bird, McHale, Parrish, Celtics. And then them bad boys snuck a couple in there. Don't forget about them bad boys. <laughs> Everybody talks about the Lakers-Celtics rivalry, but uh, don't sleep on them bad boy Pistons. They got a couple out of there in that decade. I'm just saying. The 90s, all about Jordan and the Bulls. Six um, out of the whole day. They won six. Yeah, three and three. And then like in between there where Michael Jordan decided he wanted to play baseball and may or may not have been suspended for gambling. Like that's the um, <laughs> some conspiracy theory that's out there. You had Hakeem Olajuwon and the Rockets. They took back-to-back in between the two Bulls dynasties. So that's how the 90s it was all about the Bulls with Hakeem and them sneaking a couple in when Mike decided to play baseball, maybe or maybe not for gambling. I'm just saying. Then we go back to the uh, – we go forward to the 2000s decade. It's all about the Lakers. You got Shaq, Kobe, that dominant Lakers team, and the San Antonio Spurs like Tim Duncan – Emmanuel Ginobili, yeah, same man, Manu Ginobili, really. Also, you got Tony Parker, like that team. David Robinson was on the first half of that. Bruce Bowen, Big Shot Bob, like yeah, like that's the other team. So that decade belonged to the dynasty, either the Spurs dynasty or the Lakers dynasty. Twenty teens, it's really all about two teams. Well, two uh, is an individual, one individual and one team. Is that whole decade is about? Is about like. Whatever team LeBron was on, and then the Steph Curry and the Warriors, like that was what dominated the 20 teams. It was like LeBron, whatever team LeBron played for, because LeBron went to like eight goddamn finals in a row or something like that. He went to pretty much every finals except one in that decade. And then the Warriors, they got all of their titles right there, like all of those um with um first with Steph and Clay Draymond. Later you added Durant to that. So the 20 teams are all about the Warriors and whatever team LeBron played for. First half, it was the um, Miami Heat. Second half of the decade, it was the Cavaliers. So that was all the dynasties that went down NBA style. But um, we might have some parity because since the Warriors back-to-back with KD in 27 and 18, respectively, hasn't been a repeat champion. There's been totally different champions every single year. We might end up having that where, like, some teams, they only one and only title came during that time. Like, 2019, the Raptors got theirs. They might not, I don't see them win anytime soon again. Then you had um the Lakers, they got back in during the bubble year with LeBron, AD, like that Lakers team got one. 2021 is all about Giannis, Middleton, Drew Holiday, crazy eyed Bobby Portis, like the Milwaukee Bucks took one there. They hadn't won in 50 years. In 71, they won on 50 years later in um, 2021. 2022, um, Warriors rebounded. Okay, say, okay, we back for one year. <laughs> well, you have Steph, Clay, Draymond, and uh, Andrew Wiggins this time. And Jordan Poole was part of that team. But um, we'll talk about Jordan Poole in a couple minutes. So, yeah, I'm getting there. This might end up being a damn NBA podcast because in honor of the kid, Naima loves talking NBA basketball. So we might do a whole podcast, just NBA basketball with yours truly, Ozman the Wizard, talking NBA basketball. So um, it's cool. Like we're in the dumb, um, the dog days of NBA basketball. Like BT Awards is also going on this weekend, but 
The basketball might dominate this one. Big threes going on in Chicago, so that's in the basketball lane. Shout out Ice Cube, um, who's now never been a part of the club, he said. I'm not a part of that club either, so <laughs> Cube is um, still being Cube, and I love it, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, um, let's get back to the – yeah. And then this year in the NBA Finals, we had the Denver Nuggets, their first championship in franchise history. So it's looking a lot like the 70s all over again with that parody. Different team winning every year and no dynasty. So, you know, Denver, they people say – they're starting to predict that Denver might be the next dynasty, but we'll see what happens. They said that about the Bucks a couple of years too. I know we saw they ain't been back since, so. Everybody keeps predicting that Boston is supposed to be like the next big dynasty, but um, Boston Celtics, uh, and they made a big trade. So let's get into these trades now. Boston Celtics. Let me pull up on my basketball reference while we do this, but the Boston Celtics have acquired Christophs Porzingis, who is now the latest member of the Boston Celtics. As I get ready to pull this up, hold tight. Basketball reference. Let's pull it up. We're going to get all of our transactions that um said basketball reference. They give me baseball reference. No, we ain't talking baseball. We don't do it. We don't do that here on this podcast. Shout out to all my baseball fans, but nah, we ain't doing that, bro. But Christoph Porzingis headed from Washington. So Washington is basically blowing it up. <laughs> to make a long story short, Washington is blowing the whole goddamn thing up. So they definitely um making these transactions right now. But Christoph Porzingis traded from uh and um for and the three team trade also including uh Marcus Smart, who's headed to the Memphis Grizzlies. And like um, a lot of Celtics fans, they got mixed feelings on that because they feel the Celtics, okay, they had to do something. But at the same time, they like, um, but really, like, we did we did it have to be Marcus Smart? Because he's such a part of that Celtics DNA. It's like he's such a big part of the um the DNA of that Celtics. Seems like their defensive identity, all of that. So um, yeah. So Celtics fans, if you're a Celtics fan, you listen to not another damn podcast. We got listeners all over the world, including Dublin, Ireland. So like, who knows? Like Ireland, they might be Celtics fans because the fighting Irish. I don't know. <laughs> no, the fighting Irish is Notre Dame, actually. But yeah, um, Celtics are definitely got that damn leprechaun logo. So you love not another damn podcast. Tell me how you feel about Marcus Smart getting traded for Christoph Porzingis. Good thing, bad thing. Celtics did have to kind of do something. You can't just run the shit back. I agree with that. Eventually, except what's the definition of um doing the insanity, doing the same thing over and over and expecting different results. So you got to shake things up. You can't just run that team back again and say, okay, this year's the year. Like, nah, that's bullshit. You eventually, you got to shake things up, run it back over again. I've looked for the transactions on this thing. Yeah, they make this confusing the way they have it. I just want to know, like, the latest transactions. <laughs> okay, we're going to see what happens. We're going to pull up the latest transactions. Okay, I found it, yeah, in backwards order. So, yeah, <laughs> thank you. Uh, we'll go past the draft. Let's go back, see how far back we can go. 
Yeah. Um, uh, Golden State Warriors. Boston. Yeah, Marcus Smart. Here it is. Like this is a Chris Boss. That's the trade I was looking for. Three team trade. The Boston Celtics traded Marcus Smart to the Memphis Grizzlies. The Celtics traded um, Danilo Gallinari, Mike Muscala, and Julian Phillips to the Washington Wizards. The Grizzlies traded um, Marcus Sasser in a 2024 first round pick to Boston. And they traded Tyus Jones to the Wizards. And the Wizards sent Christoph Porzingis to the Celtics in a top four protected pick, which is Golden State's pick. So that's how that trade went down, how Christoph Porzingis is now Boston Celtics. So how's that big three going to look with um, Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, and Christoph Porzingis? Offensively, it might work. But um, yeah, defensively, because Porzingis, yeah, he's um, he's not your strongest defender. But as we say, the NBA is a copycat league. So the Celtics just saw what um, the Nuggets did with Joker. They said, let's go get our own version of Joker with Porzingis and see how it works. So we'll see if it works for the Boston Celtics. Um, but they let Marcus Smart go, who was like a big part of their. I guess they going um all in with Brogdon then. <laughs> Brogdon is their guy now because um they got Marcus Smart the hell up out of there. All right, so that's what we did there. Other trades, like I said, um Golden State Warriors um after um they got in on the Chris Paul sweepstakes after Chris Paul was sent to Washington as part of that deal. Now um Chris Paul is officially a Golden State Warrior with the Warriors sending Jordan Poole out. Yeah. Jordan Poole is um headed to the Washington Wizards now. So Washington is in full rebuild mode. Um they got a couple of young um young potentials there. You got Jordan Poole, you got um Kyle Kuzma, so you got some young guys and um you got some picks. You didn't get a lot for Bradley Bill, but you got something though. Better than nothing, I guess. So how do you feel about that? Chris Paul, everybody is saying that Chris Paul is um, I think he's gonna come off the bench. People are saying that they're gonna start Chris Paul and Steph Curry together at guard. And uh they're gonna play small ball with Clay Thompson at the three, Andrew Wiggins at the four, and Draymond Green at center. Like I think um I think they keep it how it was with Chris Paul coming off the bench. Dude is gonna be like 37. He's always injured. Like um, he's gonna be Steph's backup. So is that a championship caliber team? Like um, so then because when the war when Steph comes out of the game is when the Warriors tend to get their ass whipped. So um, will Chris Paul be the right piece to stop that bleeding? I guess we gotta wait and see what happens with that. Um, also, New York Knicks news. Um, looks like um, they've declined Derrick Rose's offer. So Derrick Rose is now an unrestricted free agent. They um declined his option. I should say, yeah. He had um a, a team option, which the Knicks are not picking up. No surprises there, because um Derrick Rose had completely fell out of that Knicks um rotation. Like um he wasn't playing at all, so like he completely fell out. Well, they got um they got their guy in um Brunson. Like Jalen Brunson is like yeah the Knicks they they were smart with that signing, and so Rose completely fell out of the rotation. And of course, like um Bulls fans with their Bulls colored glasses on are saying that um but what about Derrick Rose's um Lonzo's replacement? <laughs> Derrick Rose is almost in, as in bad a shape as Lonzo at this point. I say <laughs> if you're gonna re-sign Derrick Rose, he's gonna be nothing more than a third stringer. 
It's like you expected him to come in in this 2011 again. He's going to be a starting point guard. Be like Derrick Rose, Zach Levine, um, DeMar DeRose. And you think that's going to be a big three? You're delusional. Sorry to break it to you, but like Derrick, it's not 2011. Derrick Rose is not that player anymore. It's probably a reason why um, he wasn't in the rotation. If Tom Thibodeau is not playing him, then that's a problem. Because Tibbs loved him some Derrick Rose. Everywhere he's gone, like he's played Derrick Rose. Like Derrick Rose has been a part of um the rotation every literally everywhere Tom Thibodeau is gone. <laughs> Whether it's the Bulls, like, yeah, that Bulls team, that MVP Derrick Rose there. Then the Timberwolves when Tibbs was there running it. And then the Knicks is like, yeah, every team he's gone to, literally, he's been a big part of the plans with um with Tom Thibodeau. So for Tim to Tibbs not to play Derrick Rose at all, I think Derrick is totally washed. If they sign, if the Bulls do bring him back, it's going to be um, a veteran's minimum to be third string, which I'm fine with. You find another starter, hypothetically, and then um, whether it's Kobe White or whoever the hell, or Van Vliet or whoever the hell you find, and then you have, like, Pat Bev and um, Alice Caruso as your backups, and then that third string is like, yeah, Rose will be falling into that era, the, th the third string. I'm totally fine with that. If you're bringing him in, expecting him to be some kind of savior, to save the Bulls because of Lonzo's injury, then um, take them Bulls colored glasses off. You're kind of delusional. You know, Derrick Rose is not that player anymore. I say third string, all the injuries he's had over the years and the fact that Tom Thibodeau wasn't playing him at all, unless he's just in the doghouse with Tibbs. Like, I think at, um, Derrick Rose would probably just watch. He just couldn't do much, so Tibbs took him out of the rotation. And he was, like, sitting, sitting at the end of the Knicks bench which is why they declined his team option. But bring him back, like I said, as um the Bulls version of Udonis Haslam. I'm fine with that. <laughs> or, or the Bulls version of Andre Iguodala when the Warriors championship team from last year. Let Derrick Rose be that. That veteran on the bench that um bringing wisdom. Let him talking about the good old days when the Bulls were like kicking ass that era. <laughs> like let Derrick Rose be that guy. But if you expect him to come in and be some kind of bull savior to like um actually um get out there and take over and be like the team leader at the point, like you obviously haven't been watching basketball since 2011. <laughs> if you really think that, like knock it off. It's not going to happen. Out of the question. No, no, no. But uh, what else? Chris Middleton, Milwaukee Bucks. He, um, declined his team option he's unrestricted so is he leaving or is he gonna resign on a team friendly deal like a lot of people are saying well a lot of um <laughs> optimistic buck fans bucks fans are saying that he's not leaving he's gonna um resign on a team friendly deal i guess we're gonna see what happens with that because he did decline his option and the bucks yeah they um got upset like last year lost in the first round a team I was um had picked to win it all. Bucks was my pick to win the whole thing for this 2023. So Bucks, Bucks Nuggets probably was my finals. And um I saw the Bucks, Bucks and Six. I saw it like taking it again, but they got their ass bounced in the first round by the eventual Eastwood Conference champs, the Miami Heat. And then Chris Middleton has declined his option. So that's where we are right there. Chris Middleton officially an NBA. Unrestricted free agent. I'm trying to see who else went under. Of course, the Bulls with Vucevic, like his contract ran out. They're saying that Vuce, a three-year deal, is what's the word right now. It's the latest. 
I don't know um how I feel about that because I feel the Bulls um it might be time to like hit the reset, like trade away some of these veterans. The Bulls are really trying to save face because um they can't just let Vooch walk for nothing. They got to get something for him because you remember what they gave up. They gave up Wendell Carter Jr. and two first round picks. One of them is as Wagner, and then whoever they took this year. I got to pull that draft up again. I already deleted it off the screen. But, yeah, they just trying to save face. They just um can't let Vooch walk for nothing because um <laughs> they would uh, – at the front office, they, they try not to look like clowns. That's uh, They try not to look like fucking clowns. But who's unrestricted this year? These um, what free agents are out there for this year? Atlanta Hawks don't got much going on. Celtics Grant Williams, that's a big name, so um, he's restricted, so they can match whatever is out there with him. Brooklyn Nets, um, Seth Curry's unrestricted. Cam Johnson is restricted, so um, Brooklyn Nets, um, they in rebuild mode. They got some decisions to make. Kelly Oubre with um with Charlotte now. D yeah. So Kelly Oubre. Now you still have Miles Bridges, like which <laughs> the less said about him, the better. But he's still officially listed as a restricted free agent this year. But he had the scandal. Ain't heard from him since. Yeah. Chicago Bulls, we already mentioned all of these guys. Yeah. Vucevic, Pat Beverly's unrestricted. Kobe White is restricted. Javante's unrestricted. Ayo DeSumo's restricted. Derek Jones Jr. De declined his team option, so he's unrestricted. Um, I think Drummond picked up his option, so Drummond should be back. Yeah, I want to say Andre Drummond picked up his option. Karis Levert's the big name with Cleveland. Not a lot going on there. Of course, Dallas Mavericks, Kyrie Irving is the obvious one that he's unrestricted. So do they or do they not bring back Kyrie Irving? I guess we got to wait and see. Markeith Morris is also unrestricted. Dwight Powell. That's the big names. Um, Denver. Hmm. Bruce Brown is the real, is the only, and that's not even a big name, but but um, that's the name I see that jumps out as Bruce Brown, the name that matters with the Detroit Pistons. Um, I mean, not the Denver Nuggets, Detroit Pistons ain't got shit going on. I'm <laughs> Draymond Green's unrestricted with Golden State, so that's the big name right there. Draymond Green, so will they have even the um big four with the Splash Brothers, Draymond and Chris Paul? Like, that's the question right there because um, Draymond is um, some are saying he might be um, a Lakers bound to play with his homie LeBron. Warriors are deep into the luxury tax. So they might let Draymond walk. We got to wait and see on that. Rockets, they ain't got much going on. Pacers, not much. The Clippers, I forgot to mention, there's a big rumor out there about them. Not with their free agents. Like Westbrook's the only name I really see. And like, who cares about that? It's like Westbrook, he's... He's a role player at this point, so that's no big loss if he leaves the Clippers. But um, Paul George for R.J. Barrett, that's a rumored trade, uh, the Clippers-Knicks trade, because once again, just like the Celtics, the um, the Clippers can't just run it back again. Like, the Clippers got to do something. 
You can't just run it back again. Like I said, what's the definition of insanity? Doing the same thing over and over and expecting different results. They can't just say, okay, like let's just run it back again. This is our year. So like they might be considering shaking it up, parting J parting ways with um playoff P. They might be done with playoff P. Sending Paul George to the Knicks for RJ Barrett and like other parts. Like um interesting. I don't know how um Kawhi would react to that because he came he as he requested Paul George to be there. That was part of the uh, one of the conditions of him joining the Clippers, leaving the Raptors to join the Clippers. He's like, you got to get Paul George. They got him. So like, if they traded him now, how would Kawhi feel about that? For R.J. Barrett of all people, um, Lakers, D'Lo is unrestricted. Dennis Schroeder, like it's like some other names, yeah, but D'Lo's the big one. Um, Memphis Grizzlies, well, they're not bringing Dylan Brooks back. It's the only unrestricted, yeah. So they already said, yeah, we're not bringing him back. Miami Heat, most of their pieces, surprisingly, yeah, um, are intact. You got Max Struess and um Kevin Love, but Kevin Love's older anyway. Like all the depots washed, so yeah, like they they can run it back again. They pretty much yeah got all of their guys. I said Chris Middleton's unrestricted and Brooke Lopez. Ah, I, I forgot about Lopez. So Bucks got their work cut out for them. <laughs> Middleton and Lopez, two key pieces from that championship team, are both unrestricted after Chris Middleton declined his team option. So um. And Lopez, he might want to do a little more ring chasing if he doesn't think he can get it done in Milwaukee. He might um take his talents elsewhere. There's a lot of teams that can use a guy with his skill set. Big man that can shoot. That might um be enticing. Timberwolves, uh, who cares? <laughs> um, the Pelicans, Josh Richardson's the one name I see like. Um Knicks, like I said, they already declined Derrick Rose, so yeah, and he probably won't be back. He might be Bulls bound. I say veterans minimum. Be that mentor off the bench like Udonis Haslam with the Heat. Not the team savior. Not 2011 Bulls fans. Dario Saric is unrestricted with OKC. Um, not much going on with Orlando. We'll skip them. Philadelphia, same thing. No big names. Phoenix Suns, just Terrence Ross, Bismack Biombo, huh? Not much going on with them. Like their big one was the trade they made getting up Bradley Bill. That was their big acquisition, the Bradley Bill trade. I forgot Justice Winslow was still in the league, but he's um unrestricted with Portland. Jeremy Grant's also unrestricted, so that's the um pretty good name. I wanted the Bulls to get Jeremy Grant a couple of years ago. They still have a void at power forward. Like I don't think Patrick Williams is the answer. And um, they did draft a, a forward in the second round, but that second round, not everybody's going to be Jokic. Not everybody's going to be Draymond. Like, these second-round picks are, like, hit or miss. Not everybody's going to be those guys. Like, typically a second-round pick is going to be, like, either never show up or, like, they're not going to contribute much. You're not gonna get a lot out of the second round. So um I wanted the Bulls to make the trade for Jeremy Grant like a couple of years ago when they put this team together. I was like, you you're solid. You'd have Lonzo at your point, 
is before the knee injuries. <laughs> you got um Zach at the two, DeRozan at the three, Jeremy Grant at the four, and Vooch at five. Like solid. Not not necessarily championship, but solid lineup. You could have um at least got to the second round with that team and then build from there. But that's what I wanted. Didn't happen. So woulda, coulda, shoulda. And they probably not gonna get him now. They can't afford him anyway. Harrison Barnes is the big um free agent with Sacramento. So San Antonio Spurs are in rebuild, so no big names there. Red Van Vliet, we just mentioned with Toronto. Also, um Jakob Portal and um Will Barton unrestricted as well. I'm going through the whole lineup on nothing. Y'all non-basketball fans are like, well, you shut the fuck up about this NBA stuff. But hey, I'm doing it for the kid. She can't talk, so I'm gonna do a podcast NBA style dedicated to the kid. Ah, my Washington Wizards in their rebuild mode. Kyle Kuzma is unrestricted, so um they don't have that young duo of um Jordan Poole and Kyle Kuzma. Because <laughs> yeah, I didn't realize that Kyle Kuzma, Kendrick Nunn are both unrestricted. So, hmm. But where does Kuz go? Does he return to the Lakers? <laughs> the Lakers got to do something. It's like <laughs> they sitting on their ass. Like, yeah, they didn't get in on the Chris Paul sweepstakes. They didn't get on um, Bradley Bill. <laughs> so the Lakers, um, all eyes are on L.A. right now. What do the Lakers do? It would have to be sign and trade once again because they don't have the money to go out and get Kyle Kuzma. Like to go out and sign a guy like that straight up. Interesting, though. NBA free agency kicks off July 1st, so just a few days away, y'all. I'm good with it. And I guess we got to talk about the big story that everybody been talking about. <laughs> that damn submarine that was missing. Well, it's not missing anymore. It has been um discovered. They said it imploded pretty much um, on the same day that they lost contact with it. So that was last Sunday. <laughs> As I pull the story of the implosion of the Titan. Titan was um submersive is what it was called. Like everybody's calling it a submarine. It's called a submersive, which I guess is um a smaller version of a submarine. Like I'm not the um submarine expert, but the thing pretty much imploded same day that they lost contact. And now it's some conspiracy theories about um that I'm um, saying that who knew and who didn't know, like how soon did they know, but they kept covering this story like they were looking for this thing. We'll get there. <laughs> yeah, it imploded pretty much. I'm um, killing all five um passengers aboard. It was um a bunch of like billionaires, so like it's not it hasn't been a lot of sympathy for these guys. But um yeah, I don't wish death on anybody. Is like me personally, I'm not going down there in that goddamn thing. I don't need to see the ocean floor. I'll let you go down and I'll watch the video. Yeah, you stream from the Ocean 4, let me watch it. That's the deal. I'm not going down there. Some shit I don't need to see. I'm not going down there to look at um a boat that crashed, a, a, a yacht that crashed 100 years ago. I don't need to, an ocean liner, whatever the Titanic was. <laughs> I'll need to go down there and look at an ocean liner that wrecked over 100 years ago. I'm good on that. But that's your thing. This could be the result. The thing was down there like um what twelve thousand feet. It was like it was so far down that um it was in the danger territory. 
like the way they were describing it is like um this vessel wasn't meant to go all the way down there. This Titan wasn't um it wasn't built for that, which is why the damn thing imploded. And some are saying that the um Biden administration knew about the shit like last as early as Monday, but kept it going because of the whole Hunter Biden um gun slash tax scandal. That story was out there this week. Yeah, Hunter Biden um he had a gun charge and a tax um evasion charge. As um he probably won't get any jail time because he's the fucking president's son. So <laughs> you know he's gonna um shake his way out of that shit. Yeah. So and a lot of saying that um they kept it going to distract from the Hunter Biden story. That's the conspiracy theory that's out there, like on the on the on the Twitter, as they say. <laughs> like I've been on Twitter and that's like the story that's been out there that um the government been new but kept their mouth shut because hey president's son we got to keep this story front page so nobody pays attention to that story that's the rumor that's out there at least as we go into a local story right here gotta share this craziness right here if you haven't heard of this the word is on this story right here the video we're about to look at right now is um this man right here he punches the shit out of this woman right here. Her 14-year-old son who's in the car like comes in and like with the gun and shoots the shit out of him. Well, let's watch the video sound on because you got to be able to hear the gunshots. So, here we go. All right, here it comes. Here it comes, yeah. Oh. And you heard the gunshot. You heard the gunshot at the end. But <laughs> shout out to my homegirl, Shay, who pointed out, which I didn't notice. And you got to make a light situation out of a heavy situation. It's like after the gunshot goes off, watch. Y'all see the rat. You see the rat. <laughs> watch the ground. Look at this. Y'all see the rat right here. So this nasty ass restaurant definitely got rats. I'm gonna pull up the name of it. Yeah. Oh yeah, we doxing this restaurant. <laughs> Cause that story is out there, crazy story. And of course, like the mother and the son have both been charged with murder. And there's a um whole back and forth right now was like, should they have been charged with anything? Is it self-defense? It's um what the um what they're saying is like is more context than what that video is showing. And after the gunshots, um, he did chase the guy down, like the one that got shot, and um, shot him again. I guess to finish the job. And then um, they said the fourteen-year-old threatened witnesses as well too, like with the gun. So um, which is why the charge is out there. That's what the story that's out there is. I'm, I'm gonna find the full news story about this, but that's the story that's out there. As um. But a lot of people in the comments are saying that, hey, self-defense. So of course, the typical fuck around and find out stuff is, um, ah, here it is. I got it. Courtesy of WGN. I got the full story. Up. Let's pull it up. Let's read together. Since I don't have the kid with me, <laughs> me and you will read together. We'll read it together. God damn it. 
don't even know if y'all heard that video. I just thought about that because I had the sound muted. So let's run the video back then. I just thought about that. So I'll run the video one more time. We'll go from there. Um, wrong one. Let me see. Ah, here we go. Let's take it from the top. This time with audio. Mute. Let's take it back from the top. I'm going to share it with audio because my video was muted last time. And for those that haven't seen the video, I want you to get the full effect. So here's the video with audio right now. Get your food! Who? Get in the car? Who? Hey, 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 hey. Get, get your food! Get your food! If you say one more thing, I'm gonna knock you out. Oh my God, I said one more thing, I'm gonna knock you out. Oh, he's 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 oh, you heard the gunshot at the end. And of course, like nobody's like, unless you're a fool, you're not gonna film that. Where yeah, they got the fuck out of there, like the one that was filming. So we have, we got the gunshot, but coverage starts right after that. I'm going to pull up the story, give it a read real quick, and then we'll get ready to wrap up this damn podcast. Thank God. <laughs> Come back, kid. <laughs> Need the kid back. <laughs> All right. A woman and her 14-year-old son have been charged following a fatal shooting at a hot dog stand on Sunday where she allegedly instructed her son to shoot and kill a man. Alicia Hood, who was a valid um, FOID and concealed carry holder, is facing felony count of murder and another count of contributing to the delinquency of a minor. Her 14-year-old son is also facing a felony of count of murder. So according to the police, the pair were arrested on Wednesday in the 700 block of West 111th Street after being identified as the individuals who were involved in a fatal shooting of a 32-year-old man at the Maxwell Street Express located at 1600 block of South Halstead. So the Maxwell Express spot, the Maxwell Street Express in 116th and Halstead, that's where this nasty-ass place was that got the rat running around on camera, which um, Shay had the sharp eyes and caught the damn rat on there. Shout out my homegirl, Shay. According to court documents, Hood entered the Maxwell Street Express to get her food while her son was waiting in the car outside. Shortly after, the 32-year-old man entered the restaurant and an argument ensued between Hood and him, according to the um, court documents. Hood allegedly was texting her son from the store, signaling him he entered the restaurant during the argument. So that's what they're saying is premeditated to, like I say, context of this whole story. The argument quickly turned physical when the man punched Hood in the head multiple times. Then the documents state that Hood's son displayed a firearm and fired shots at the man. He sustained a gunshot wound to the back. The document said that uh, there was a witness that was laughing and encouraging the incident. This witness was savage as hell right here. <laughs> the man then fled the restaurant with a 14-year-old but proceeded to follow him and fire more shots. The man sustained two gunshot wounds to the back and was pronounced dead shortly after. Hood then diverged her attention to the witness where um, she instructed her son to shoot them. That's what the court documents are alleging. Court documents stated that Hood attempted to take the gun from the boy, but he pushed her off. The pair then entered their vehicle and fled the scene. Both of them turned themselves in after, um, and they were arrested, by the way, so... Crazy story, y'all. So there's a lot of context to that. I guess we'll let the courts decide, like, um, should they get charged with murder or was this simply a self-defense case? On surface, it looks like open and shut self-defense, but um, with more context like that, we got to let a jury decide. 
because um the red flag is um like of course like the guy punching the shit out of his mother like yeah he he deserved he deserved to get shot for that like haha i don't feel bad for that dude at all but um more to the story is like um after the um when he shot the guy and he like got he shot him one time and the guy left so then it's like the way gun laws are especially in illinois illinois is very um anti second amendment like they don't want you to they say you can't follow the guy down the street like yeah once he fled he's fled like it's over yeah but yeah he followed him and shot him two more times and then like the real one is um that might get him is um the mother threatening witnesses there as well so like that's the one that's um the murky grounds like um if it was witnesses and then um if you point the gun at them saying you ain't seen nothing it's like yeah that's um we that's what you gotta wait for and see what a jury says in my opinion we'll see how the jury um deliberates on that but i think i'm gonna wrap this up we survived it's not another damn podcast episode 317 Ozman the Wizard riding solo dolo on this one. Get well soon, kid. Get your voice back. I know you and um that took about a hundred different um home remedies uh, <laughs> to try to get your voice back. So hopefully next week. And it's our birthday weekend anyway. So yeah, take the day off. Enjoy your birthday. You, Marcus, and the kids um have a good old time enjoying the kid's birthday. She's um it's cancer season, June 26th. So as this podcast is released, like the kid's birthday is going on right now. So just take it easy. Two words, enjoy yourself. As I wrap up, not another damn podcast. This one is episode 317. Like I said, Ozman riding solo dolo. Definitely appreciate each and every one of you supporting not another damn podcast all of these years. You want to support us further? Give us a like. Also, subscribe, share, rate, review on all your platforms. I'm talking about Apple Podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn, SoundCloud, iHeart, TLC Talk Radio. What's good, Tasha? YouTube and your Amazon Alexa devices. Also, you can follow me at Ozman the Wizard on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. Oz Radio on Snapchat and Facebook as well. That's how I do it as we wrap up Not Another Damn Podcast. I'm Ozman the Wizard. Without Naima, we'll talk to you later. Bye. I'm gone.